Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, what, what, what can I do for you, Rod? You just tell me what can I do for you. It's a very personal, very important thing. Here it is. Show me the money. To the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back, Jets fans, to the Underdog Jets podcast, episode nine. I think I'm not good with numbers. Excuse me if I'm wrong, but yeah, episode nine with Wayne Corbett. Wayne, how's everything going? Everything is great. Uh, eight down, like I said, uh, you know, this is our ninth. Like I said, it's going pretty fast. And I'm very, very happy that I decided to do this podcast with you. I've always wanted to do something like this. And uh, especially the fact that I didn't get a chance to kind of like seeing the fans this past season. Uh, I got a chance to reach out to them a little bit, you know, and tell them some of my stories again, because I miss it. So hopefully we're back to normal this year, but definitely looking forward to episode nine. Nine, uh, lucky number nine with John Hall, the kicker. And yeah, I mean, the feedback I've gotten, you know, I know you've gotten a lot of feedback too, but the feedback I've gotten is tremendous. Jets fans just want to see you, hear you. Uh, It it makes all the difference in the world, it seems. Yeah, well... People are starved for for anything, you know, with with sports and stuff like that. I can't even remember getting as much fan mail as I did now than when I played, just based on everybody, you know, sitting down with their parents and their kids and starting card collections and wanting this and that thing signed because it's just what people did, you know, when they're locked behind closed doors for so long. So definitely getting back out there has has been uh, great for me. Just wait till training camp starts and week one starts and we're recapping that first week. That should be really fun uh, to see what Wayne Corbett says about the, the first victory over Sam Darnold, right? In yes, Carolina. That's, that is the plan for the team. I'll take it game by game, but as of right now, we are undefeated. So there's that. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online with Believe, a Believe podcast production. Bet online, tremendous website. I've used it prior. Um, you know, I know there's there's a lot of other others. The competition is ramping up in the sports betting world, but Bet Online is tremendous. And the month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action. And Bet Online is where you could find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features. You Jets and Islanders fans hop all over it. I can't take it because I'm a Rangers fan, but 
you know, aisles are still alive. So I got to throw that in there. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online bets, sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's a tremendous welcome bonus promo. You can't lose. Sign up, use it. It's pretty much free money they're giving away. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start gambling today. Jamison Crowder, he's sort of betting on this year. He had a decision to make. The Jets reportedly, per Rich Samini, uh, over a week ago, asked him to take a 50% pay decrease. Now, we don't know the exact numbers. We still don't know the exact numbers to what he agreed to, but we know they asked him to take a pay decrease. We structured the contract, and he did so. Now, was it a financially motivated decision? Purely, we don't know. Possibly. There could have been other factors involved, and he spoke at minicamp as he arrived at minicamp this week and had some glowing things to say, which we'll get into. But he's back, which brings us to the topic of contracts. Uh, Wayne, you had a long career by NFL standards, very long. Any interesting contract stories you could think of? Uh, The first one, that was kind of crazy. Um, just based on, you know, not getting drafted, you know, my signing bonus was $1,500 on a two-year deal. So that's $750 to the cap uh, per year. You thought Uh, you were rich, right? I thought I was rich. It buys so much nickel beers and 10 cent wings when you're still in, still in college. But, uh, you know, after the first year I made, made 119,000 my rookie year, which was the league minimum. Actually, now I think rookie minimum is like 400,000. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, 119. And then they ripped up the second year, which I was supposed to make uh, like 200, and they gave me like 100. And, you know, it wasn't, wasn't crazy. But when I got to my contract year, you know, and Parcells took care of me, you know, I finally got a chance to make some, uh, make some good money. Um, but one thing about Crowder is, you know, it's a situation where when I got my big contract, um, and the same with Woody. It's like, do you want me here? Yeah, I want to be here. Yeah, my deal. My deal was done basically overnight, and the deal for me was, let me make what I want to make in the first three years, and you could pay me whatever you want in the last three years, because I knew if my, you know, it looks great in the paper, a hundred million dollar deal, mm-hmm. eighty million dollar deal. You know what though? They're probably going to make half of that, and they're either going to release you or make you restructure and take a pay cut, or you're going to get cut. So that's the reason I did the deal like that. Cause I didn't want to be a cap casualty at the end of my career. Cause I made too much money. And that kind of was the case with Crowder. He's got a great deal when he got there, but he just, the fact was he was making, making too much money. And you know, and that's, uh, that's why I had to take the pay cut. Yeah. The NFL, I mean, that's smart because the NFL is so different compared to every other league. I mean, basketball is fully guaranteed. Baseball is fully guaranteed. The NFL, no, it is not fully guaranteed. What matters when dealing with the salary cap is the guaranteed money. So front-loading it is the best thing a player could do, right? Yeah, definitely. And like I said, listen, it looks great for agents when they got this massive deal and it looks like that. But if you ever get a chance to look at these contracts, they're so backloaded. Like, you know, salaries go up to 10, 20, they're not going to make it. You know, except these quarterbacks now, they're getting, you know, 
60, 70, 80 million guaranteed, and they deserve it just based on the you know progression of the salary cap. And like I said, sometimes it is too much money for them to keep you around when there's younger guys that can play for a lot less. And quick note, the league minimum is now 660,000. Man, it shot up, huh? Yeah, it's gone up a lot. Um, but uh, it's crazy to say that people from the 80s started one up crazy in the 90s. Yeah. You know, and then people from 70, it's just how it is. And it's probably going to get even bigger when the salary cap goes up in the next couple of years. Absolutely. But, you know, as a fan, I think, you know, players hate it. But as a fan, I think the salary cap does good because in non hard salary cap sports, the parity isn't there as much. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a give and take. It's good in some regards, it's bad in other regards. Yeah, it puts everybody on an even playing field where there are ways to restructure deals and turn the uh, money into bonuses or performance uh, performance uh, incentives, stuff like that. But you look at baseball and basketball, I mean, just they, they pay luxury tax. Yeah. You know, if they want to sign everybody, they just pay the luxury tax. And if they're winning, it doesn't matter. They're making the money hand over fist. So everybody, everybody's happy. But, uh, some, you know, it's like these guys win Powerball. It's $500 million deal. That's like yeah. winning the lottery. What's the odds of getting $400 million guaranteed in baseball? That's insane. Yeah. In, in some fans' minds, all the sports are the same. And every athlete's rich. It, that's yeah. not the case. What you would, know? Yeah. What would Mickey Mantle or Willie Mays get? Oh. What would these guys, what would they give them? A billion dollars? Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy to think. It's it, different eras are different. I mean, guys from their era, you know, they, I don't know about every single one of them, but it wasn't, it wasn't what it is today. Even when you do the calculations in terms of inflation and all that stuff, it's not even close. Um, but Crowder's back. He had some quotes. Uh, the atmosphere is different. I can say that for sure. The energy is a little different. There's a different little pop to it, if that makes sense, a different little bounce. So on his first day returning from the negotiation, from the restructure, he likes what he sees. And, and that's a positive thing. You wonder, because everyone has experienced it, no matter what job it is, when you're facing a decision on whether to move on from one job to another, and it's close financially, and it's a close call, other variables come into play. You know, do I like the people at the new place? Do I like the people now? You wonder how much Salah, Douglas, and the new environment played into Crowder's decision. And it looks like from what he's saying right now, he's liking what he's saying. Yeah. Listen, why would he want to go somewhere else? They're going to be a team on the rise. They got a young, talented quarterback. The offensive coordinator is great. Um, and you look at you look at the situation is – where where would he be better off? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. he's, he's playing in New York, best place in the, the world to play in, and he's a fan favorite. People love him. So they don't have to stay and take a cut. You know, it stinks, but he's still making a making a lot of money. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, it was worth him staying. He can contribute and be on a, a championship team. Absolutely. And as we spoke about in the last podcast, he is one of six or seven guys on that receiver depth chart in that group. So he is going to have to earn it. But then again, he's a veteran. He's the oldest player of the bunch. So we'll see where that shakes out. What I know for yeah. sure is as long as he's healthy, he's going to play. He has the most experience 
And when you have a young quarterback, you want a guy like him on the field as much as possible. Absolutely. And he operates from the inside. And as you've discussed prior many times, it's, it's critical to have that guy. Yeah. Like I said, it's a comfort blanket for, uh, for, for, for a young quarterback, you know what I mean? So uh, you'll be seeing a lot, a lot of him and, and more and burials in the slot. There's, there's enough balls to go around. Right. So, you know, I'm trying to, Folks, I, I'm trying to do some digging up with old articles on Wayne's contracts and quotes he may have said, and it's tough. You know, the spot track and the over the cap didn't exist back then. You know, with those two websites, you could just dial in the website address and find out everyone's specifics, every single person's specifics. That that would be interesting if that was for every human in the world, how that would operate. To know, yeah, how people make it. Our yeah. uh, our lives are uh, public public information, um, you know, as far as players, we talk about like, you don't count anybody else's money. You know what I mean? So like you try not to talk about that in locker room, stuff like that. And it's just like a, you know, unwritten rule. You don't count someone else's money. But uh, you know, another thing I wanted to mention was with the salary cap and everything, guys end up going to different teams. I was fortunate enough to play my whole career in New York, but you see this and it's sad to see this guys go somewhere else for a year or two or a third team. And then a year later, they're out of the game and they sign a one day contract with their original team mm-hmm. and they retire for that team and not being able to do, play the whole career. So these one day contracts get sad. They're going to where maybe they should have been their whole career. It just didn't work out. But that's just this day and age with the salary cap. How do you feel about the NBA, the recent happenings with the super teams and coming together uh, off the court? I mean, these guys are, Again, it's the nature of the sport where one player, LeBron James, does make all the difference in the world. But how do you feel about the overwhelming power that they have now in terms of creating these super teams and running the league, essentially? Yeah. Oh, these guys are, you know, whenever someone comes to town, you know, they they wine and dine their, their buddies, you know, talk about playing together and super yeah. teams. Basketball is the only sport where you can create these super teams and be successful in, in football and baseball, you see the guys spend the most money. Don't always win. Don't always have success. I mean, look at the, the, the Rays or the Marlins, mm-hmm. you know, with the lowest uh, salary cap in, in the league. And they're coming out and, and winning a lot of games and being in the playoffs where teams like spend, you know, 400, $300 million guys, and they're not succeeding. Basketball is crazy. And you get three of these guys together, you know, like they have in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, this they shouldn't lose. If I mean, no. if they played hard every night and they're all healthy, they could legitimately win almost every game. Yeah. Uh, the Rays, to your point, they have the probably one of the best well-run organizations in the world. Yeah. And their salary is low. And the Yanks used to get dumped on all the time for their salary. But that's not the key. That, that is not the key in baseball. No, and it starts in the farm system with baseball. You know it I mean? really does. The, and just Tim, like football, it starts with development and drafting. Yeah, the Rays have four guys that can throw over 100 miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, one after the other comes in. So, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, being a Yankee and Met fan, hopefully they could, uh, you know, the Mets are in first place, which is great, I think. And Yankees will come on. Uh, I'm looking. I think they're tied so far. You know, I, I keep you're predicting. Of, you're predicting a, a first place finish here? I don't know. I thought, like, hey, listen, just make it to the postseason and, right. and you never know what could happen. Hey, I wonder 
this is the question. How would George react right now if George was still running the team? I don't know. I'm sure he'd be complaining about something. But yeah. he, uh, great mind for baseball. And it's a you know, big reason why the uh, New York Jets, uh, New York uh, Yankee franchise, you know, had so many, uh, you know, world championships. Yeah, I, w- I was spoiled as a kid to live through those 90s teams. Uh, overly spoiled. So past that, during, you know, the Giambi years, I, I couldn't adjust, I don't think. Yeah, I missed. Well, my my guy was Don Manningly, mm-hmm. and we're saying like he injuries and and whatever. But you know, he had such a successful career, and the year after he leaves, they go on that championship run. It's a shame he didn't get one, but uh, you know, they did they did did great in those years. They just need to get back to that. They they could win the, the next one, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, be a uh, Mets Yankees World Series. That would be great for the town, wouldn't it be? Yes. Look at us again, getting on baseball. Uh, this is going to be, a, I'm telling you, this is going to be a theme all summer because there's not many dead periods in the NFL, but the dead period's coming up. The second dead, dead period's coming up. So right. always getting on that baseball. And yeah, Mets and Yankees in the World Series would be tremendous. 2000, it was a little bit of a letdown when they met, but still, I mean, how could you complain when both of them are there? Yeah, it, it was exciting times. Even when they had the Subway Series, in the regular season, yeah, it's exciting for for bragging rights. And yes, people will say you can't be fans of both, but I'm fans of all New York, New Jersey teams. You know, I don't, I might have a preference, but I'm fans of all of them, and I wish them all success. You know, I know about these guys, and uh, you know, hopefully, they can bring home a championship. I used to say you couldn't be fans of both, but because I, I, I was a diehard Yankee Yankee fan growing up, but something happened along the way where the Mets just started appealing to me. So I like both teams. That's so what not- happened. Yeah. I was a big Willie Randolph fan and I got a chance to meet him a couple of times and he became the Mets manager. And I started paying a little more attention right. to, to them. And that kind of got me started being a, a Met, bigger Mets fan. And, and the SNY booth too. Keith Hernandez, darling, that booth is tremendous. I love listening to them. Yeah. Like I said, these guys, have a, that's the thing about playing in New York. We're talking about Crowder. If you make a name for yourself in New York, you could write your own ticket for your next job, whether it be in you know commentary or announcing and stuff like that. You could you, you know you could do that in New York. You you could write your own ticket what you want to do after you retire. Yep, yep. Keith did that. Ron did that. So, quick timeline, I guess maybe I, we could dig something up here. You came in as a rookie. You were rich with that fifteen hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Second year. They ripped it up and resigned you, correct? Yeah, to a to a three year deal, but was just a little over minimum. But they actually gave me, I think they gave me a hundred as a signing bonus for the next three years, mm-hmm. which, like I said, kind of you know was the equivalent of what I made as a rookie, right? So that was great. But you know, you look around the league, you know, like you said last week in in the NFL after when I was playing, I had the most catches in the first two years of a career at yep. 150 catches in my first two years, I had the record and I made like, you know, I made a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't, but mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things based on, on uh, what I made compared to other people who weren't as successful statistically. I mean, it's crazy. You know, and I think, uh, I think Larry Fitzgerald, a couple guys beat that after, after I was out of the game, but it is crazy how you have, sometimes you have to establish yourself to get that deal. I got the big deal. And sometimes these rookies come in and make 50 million off the bat. Yep. And it was really getting out of control before 2011 when they introduced the new CBA. And now 
it's different with the quarterbacks. They make less money coming in to the league as compared to prior. Uh, the Sam Bradford draft class was the last draft class where they, where it was the old model where you really had to negotiate with the guy before you drafted him sometimes. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. To think never played, never stepped foot on a pro football field already 50, 60, $70 million contracts. You know, but then you got guys who are hall famers, Super Bowl winners, making less than these guys who've established themselves for multiple years. And, uh, you know, I'm glad it switched. Now the guys who have uh, had the success uh, are getting paid where the rookies are still getting a, a hell of a lot of money, but have to prove themselves a, a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, 32, you know, 32, 33 million over f- five years, eight, four years, because the fifth year is an option, a big money right. option. A- ain't too bad. And most of it's guaranteed. And I agree with you. It's the much better system. There are some drawbacks, but they're more positives, Yeah, and which means the GMs these days, it's not who you draft that might get you fired. It's the second contract with the quarterbacks that might get you fired, which I think went a long way into the Darnold Wilson decision this past offseason. Yeah. Where are they going to pick up that fifth year? Right. That was, that was the big thing where they're going to pick it up. Um, and they had to make a choice. And, you know, the, if they, you know, if they got the first pick in the draft, everybody was going to take Lawrence. You knew that was going to happen. Uh, it was inevitable that he would be in, in New York and Sam would be gone. But with the number two pick, they needed to like one of the other three or four top quarterbacks to say, hey, we're going to move on. Um, and Sam wasn't their pick. It was a previous management's pick. So they just wanted to like, you know, stamp a, stamp their, you know, the the draft with their their guy and move forward with their guy. And if he has success, they're gonna look great. Absolutely. And I still think it was the right call. I mean, Wilson just looks the part. But going back to your and in the contract you mentioned in the beginning, that was the 2002 contract. Uh, what was it? The seven-year deal, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, the seven-year extension. I'm going to quote you here, Judy Batista. I don't remember saying this. <laughs> Judy Batista, New York Times. This is what she wrote. This is the lead of the article. Jets receiver Wayne Corbett spent much of tonight's 23-16 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Must have been the preseason, right? Yeah, August 31st. Uh, the Eagles are always the fourth week back in those days. On the sideline with the rest of the starters, a visor on his head. You wore a visor, huh? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It was the summer. True, true. And much more money in his pocket. Corbett jokes that it is as, as if someone had written a script of his life. Today, it would have been called Wayne's Excellent Adventure. You don't remember that? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> no, that, that doesn't sound like something I'd say, but I guess when you're uh, faced and get the chance to sign a contract like that, that you're, a little, you're a little delirious and won't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Seven years, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, come on, at that yeah. point. But speaking of that, you know, movie, fans have asked me this more than once. You know, how come there hasn't been a Wayne Corbett movie? You know what's funny is I saw the... Um, Invincible? Invincible. Yes. And I met Vince Papali. Actually, Vince Papali is like over six foot. And in He's the movie, they, they have him playing like, a, you know, five foot seven guy. Right, so Mark like, Wahlberg. Yeah, and I met Vince and he's great. Great guy, great stories. But actually, I remember being at like the premiere of it, and I'll never forget it. Um, I saw Roger Goodell 
I don't know if you would remember it. We've talked a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And he said to the movie, he said, does it look seem familiar to some to something about, you know, something with me someday? But, uh, you know, it'd be great to have a story like that, like an E60 or something like that. But uh, maybe all in good time. Yeah, it could pay so much. Hey, script writers out there listening to this, <sighs> get the computer running, write that script. I'm telling you, it's a void. It's a void in our movie sports culture. So. Uh, I think we covered everything, right? Yeah. Contracts, Carter's back, mini camp on the previous episode. So there'll be a lot of topics, Jets fans, moving from now, mid-June until the time training camp starts. Uh, fantasy football, action. Well, I wouldn't say action. Yeah, I guess action drafts are going to be coming up, but this is the time you start really getting ready for the draft. So we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, and, fantasy, uh, fantasy football is going on now. They're having like True. snake drafts and like best, all these different things. And, you know, there's 90 people in camp. Half those kid, people aren't even going to be there. And, and they're starting, you know, all kinds of like publications and newspapers and magazines on who to pick. It's crazy how far fantasy, uh, fantasy and daily, daily sports fantasy has come in the last handful of years. I have a friend who's in a, 10 or 12 team league, but the roster it's a dynasty league and the rosters right. are 50 players deep yeah. 50 with, you know, offense, full offense, full defense, like every position. And they just have a rookie draft, obviously, because it's a dynasty league. It kind of appeals to me, but then on the other side, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. Well, it gives you something to do. Like you said, during these slow periods before training camp. Right. So lot, lot coming up jets fans, stay tuned. Catch us next time. Subscribe and review on iTunes. That really helps a lot. Uh, If you're not on iTunes, head over to Spotify. Uh, YouTube, obviously, for everyone. We're always on YouTube at Jets X Factor. Uh, But yeah, iTunes is the big one. Subscribe and review if you have the chance. If you like what you hear, share us. Wayne, any last words? Yeah, just thank you to the fans. You know, we've gotten great response and comments. You know, send in your questions, you know, on my Twitter or Robbie's Twitter. Always like doing the questions, you know. That's I mean, right. This, I want to. I want to talk about what the people would like to know, what they like to hear. So get the questions in, and, and thanks for uh, all your support. That's right. Underdog Jets Podcast at gmail.com or just tweet at me or win. Get those questions in. Until next time, we'll see you later, Jets fans. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.